Welcome to 15 Minutes of Mental Toughness with your host, Dr. Rob Bell. Dr. Rob interviews expert coaches, executives, and athletes about mental toughness and their hinge moments. The hinge. It connects who we are with who we've become, and it only takes one. And now for your host, Dr. Rob. It's like tuning into what I need to do and not worry about other jumpers or the crowd. And just tune everything out and just act like I'm at practice, you know? Because, I mean, you you perform how you practice. But it's like when you try to force something, it doesn't click. It, you know, so I learned to just, you know, just relax and, and just tune everything out and just focus on what, um, um, Donald has to do that day instead of worrying about everybody else and what they're jumping and Hey, this is Dr. Rob Bell. If you want a free ebook, The Best Mental Toughness Quotes That Will Make You Better, just text Dr. Rob Bell, that's D-R-R-O-B-B-E-L-L, to this number, 33444. You'll get a download right away. So our guest today, I'm just going to start out by saying this. So it was uh, our 2019, when I say our, I mean the USA, 2019 outdoor champ in the triple jump. So 2018 and 2019, also the 2019 indoor triple jump champion. Uh, This awesome guy grew up outside Orlando, played football and track and field, and then attended Eastern Michigan University. So I know all the fellow uh, Mac schools out there absolutely love this. Because um, you gotta love it. Um, while he was at Eastern Michigan, had uh, nine MAC titles in the triple jump, and also a two-time NCAA All-American. Um, in 2020, this individual is sticking to the strip, uh, sticking to the script. And uh, I'm really excited about this guy because I, I know you're gonna love his story. But our guest today is uh, Donald Scott. Donald, thank you so much for joining us, man. Uh, thank you. Um, it's a pleasure having me here. So, I, I mean, we talk about mental toughness and, and those hinge moments, but what, for the listeners that are here, man, can you just start out, just share your story with us? Okay. Um, well, I was born and raised in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Um, it's a tough area. Um, it's mainly poverty, uh, you know, low income. Um, you know, um, it wasn't, um, it's not the best ideal situation for um, a child growing up, basically. So, um, I have three sisters and one younger brother, um, and we all have separate dads. My sisters have their dad. Um, I have mine, and my um, and my younger brother has his. Um, and when I was born, my mother gave me up to my sister's dad's family. So, I had no clue who my dad was until the age of 12 and I met him while he was incarcerated. Um, so I grew up and I'm actually named after my sister's um, father. So um, I grew up calling him, you know, my dad. And I mean, I don't regret it because 
I grew up around my sisters and and um I mean it's it's I mean it was tough to not know who my actual dad was, but at the same time I had a father figure still. So um I appreciate that. Um my mother was unstable. Um she couldn't take care of her kids, so she put us in the best um in the best situation that she could at the time. And and that's something that I um I don't um I don't hate her for. I actually um I actually thank her. Um because who knows, you know, what our life would have been if she were to try to take care of us and um it's like while doing the things she were doing, you know. So again I thank her for that. Um our life changed when um our life, meaning my sisters and I, um, our life changed when I was 12. Um, at the time, we were being um, abused, so we were um, actually put in a foster home. Um, it's like for about three weeks to a month, and then was that abused by a family member? Yes. Okay. Um, it it was my mother's brother and his wife who um, who adopted us. So, um, again, I had a father figure, which was my uncle. And um, we moved from Fort Lauderdale to Orlando, Florida. And then from there, that's when my life, um, um, it changed for the better because we had moved from poverty to, I'll say middle class. Mm-hmm. And um, it basically taught us the way, you know, um, they showed us love and affection and 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 how things are supposed to go, you know. So. And who who'd you move in with at, at that time? Like when you were twelve in Orlando? Um, um, it it was my uncle's, my mom's brother and his wife. Okay. Okay. Yep. Yep. So they took on four kids that they never met, especially teenagers. So we all, you know. Um, it had a tough time, you know, trying to, um, it's like reshape our minds and the way we, um, used to live and try to, you know, bring it all together to how it should be. And I say that because they did that, especially for me, because I started getting good grades in school. Um, I started playing sports and being active and all of that, um, it landed me a, a full scholarship to Eastern Michigan. So that's when my life, um, you know, really changed when when we all moved to Orlando, Florida. Yeah. And so, so when you're 12 years old and um, when that happens and you move, I mean, you go from, I'm sure, I mean, up to that point, I mean, you got to find ways to survive and just make it. What do you remember about changing for you in changing that environment? What do you, what do you remember most about your mindset changing and, and how, how you developed? Um, it was, it was pretty rough. I would say mentally because it took me from a place that I've, um, I was used to all my life to something totally different that I was, I wasn't used to, you know? So, um, it's like back in the day I was used to, you know, not having food sometimes, you know, not having water, lights, you know, um, having to go out and do things, you know, and 
and all the things that I saw growing up, you know, and it is like now, um, is that it's like now that I'm put in this environment that I don't see all those things. It's like wow, like why couldn't my life be, you know, what it is now? But I understand that you know, um, it starts with the parents at home and and all that type of stuff. But um, it's like everything I've been through in my life has has made me who I am today and. I don't, um, I don't regret anything that I've been through because who knows that if I would have had it all made, you know, who knows how far, you know, I've come, um, yeah. I would have come in life. And so my question is, is just on that point there, like, you know, cause what if never happened, right? If the situation was different, we have no idea how this would ended up, but can you talk then about, you know, where you're at now, uh, being a professional athlete, having these goals, driven to succeed. I mean, you know, if anybody follows you, I mean, you get kind of motivated because you can just see the passion that comes out of you. How did your upbringing, how does that still work today, like in your favor? It pushes me because it pushing me, uh, it pushes me in ways to know that, that I have overcome a lot in my life. And to know that where I come from, where most kids don't really make it out, I mean, it's just a blessing. And and um, I just thank God for everything because, again, who knows? Like, I could have been stuck in that situation, and who knows what would have happened. But to be able to, um, as I push myself to better things um, and knowing where I come from, it, um, it just gives me the motivation to just keep going, um, to keep pushing for more because now, you know, I didn't have that family, you know, growing up. And now that I have my own family, it's like, wow, you know, I'm fighting for something now, you know. So it's it's bigger than myself. And um, um, I just take one day at a time. Um, I don't let my past, um, like, stop me at all I just keep going and and it takes adversity to push a person and um I have a lot of that and I just I just thank God that I know how to keep pushing instead of um um instead of falling you know yeah and so having uh having that beautiful little girl that you have uh, awesome wife um, how does that change your perspective, I guess, when it comes to, you know, your training and your competing? Um, again, like I said before, it's, it's, it's not about myself anymore. You know, um, my purpose is bigger than me. Um, I just have, I, um, I have to keep fighting and keep striving for all my goals to, you know, be able to provide for my family and, and, to also be that role model for my, um, you know, for my little one, um, I can share my stories with her and, and hopefully that can push her to be, um, a go-getter like me, you know? So, mm-hmm. so last season, uh, you had some emotional ups and downs though. Talk to us about last season, how that was for you. Hey, well, last season, um, let's see, it started off by, um, by finding out that we were going to have a little one 
on Christmas Day. And um, it's like from there, all the emotions were just high, you know. Um, um, I recently got married and then finding out we have any kid, you know, everything was just a good high, you know. And then um, after that, I won the 2019 um, indoor, ta- uh, in- indoor title, you know, so that was a good a good feeling and then and then to go on to outdoors um and when that 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 was just the biggest blessing because that allowed me to make my second national team you know to the world championships and then quickly after that um i received my sponsorship with adidas you know and that's something that i've been working let me see 2015 through yeah um, about four years for, yep. And and to finally receive that around the time I'm um, about to have a kid, you know that that gave me a lot of um, uh, financial stability. So that was a blessing from God too, because He knew that I had a child on the way, and I had to make something happen, and I did. Um, and then October. Um, uh, um, I was supposed to fly out to um, Doha on that Saturday and I received a call from my sister on on that Tuesday saying that my mother might you know not make it um, because she has stage 4 cancer um, and and that was pretty tough because I told my mom that I was going to plan to see her after the world championships. So I planned a trip. Um, I was ready to go see her when I got back from Doha. But instead, I um, I flew out the next day. With, um, I flew out the next day, which was that Wednesday. And um, uh, I had to leave my family behind to go. And I got there. Um, I saw my mom in the hospital. You know. Um, I greeted her with some flowers and everything. Um, it was my first time buying her, you know, roses. So um, it's, it's like she was all excited and stuff. And um, I put a smile on my face. And um, that day she was all coherent and everything. And then that Thursday, um, she went into like a, a daze, you know, just wouldn't talk, um, you know, sleeping all day. And I went to visit her. And, um, and again, I couldn't speak to her that day because she wouldn't talk, you know? So, um, it's like that night I left and I had a flight the next morning to leave out. So I told, I mean, I told her in her ear, like, I'll be back to see you tomorrow morning. And then when, um, it's like when I got to my hotel, it's like something told me that, you know, I should have stayed the night. Um, I should have stayed the night, but um, I didn't. And um, in the next morning, you know, um, I woke up, um, you know, feeling ready to go for Doha, you know. So um, I went to the hospital to tell my mom goodbye, and I walk in, and she was gone. So um, that was pretty hard for me because out of all my siblings, um, I'm the one that had the least, like the least, um, um, it's like the least connection with my mom, 
you know. Um, so that was pretty tough for me because I lost a person that I really had no memories with, you know, so I had to be the one to call my sisters and let them know what happened. And, and at that point I had to make a decision because I had a flight in two hours, you know, so, um, um, I waited till my sisters got there and, 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 um, I comforted everybody, um, um, as I should be, um, but I had a job to do and I knew that my mother was in a better place. So I had to just, you know, wrap my emotions up and, and get on the plane and go to Doha. And, and that's what I did. Um, it was hard because, you know, I just left, you know, the saddest, you know, moment in my life, you know, losing a mother. And um, it was pretty emotional, but um, I got to Doha, you know, feeling ready and stuff. But real quick, Donald, and I don't mean to cut you off, man, but can you talk yeah. about can you talk about that emotions and, and what you're, you know, what you're going through and what you're trying to get ready to do? Yeah, um, it's like it's like making this team was it was my top priority. And, you know, at the time I didn't have anything uh, anything worrying or weighing me down you know um i was happy about um it's like my daughter being born you know and everything and then for this to happen it was like wow and at that moment i was like um, it's like why happened at this time at this important time in my life so it was it was um it was pretty tough for me to choose to go and compete in that moment but um i don't think anybody else would have did that because it was it was um it was pretty tough um but like i said um i knew that my mother was um you know in a better place and she would want what's best for me and that's and um and i think that's what really made me just, you know, decide to go, you know. Again, I was the one um, out of all my siblings, out of all my siblings to have the most connection with her. And um, I mean, we had a talk um, months before she passed and and she just told me, you know, um, how sorry she was for not being in my life, you know. Um, um, and not being the mother that she should have, and and was she, um, and I just had to tell her like, look, you know, I know you went through some things as a child, so it probably rubbed off on you, and I mean everything has a cause and effect, you know, and I just told her that I mean yes, it sucked, um, it sucked that you wasn't there, but at the same time, you put me in a position to be who I am today. And, um, and, and um, I told her that I forgive her and I thank her. And I think that was the toughest thing for me to do was to say, I forgive you. And I thank you because of the fact that a child needs their mother, you know, and, um, and then to see her, um, it's like walking and see her gone it was, it, um, it was like, wow, it's like, 
it was just a whole lot of mixed emotions, you know, that I really can't explain. I just feel it, yeah. you know. So, um, I mean, if, for people, and I appreciate that rawness, man. I mean, for, for people listening that, that have to deal with loss, and I know it's not the same, but, you know, you had to go and you had to show up and you had to perform and perform in your best when it matters the most. And how did you use that? Um, and what, what was that whole experience like? Because, I mean, that had to be a competition like none other you've dealt with before. Yes, it was. Um, I stepped on that track and – I just told myself that I was going to do it for her, you know, and I think I shouldn't have, have done that. You know, I, um, I should have have told myself that I'm, I'm going to do this for, you know, um, um, it's like God on my family and her, instead of just putting everything on her behalf, because that, just built up a lot of emotion just thinking of just her you know because then you know um it made me think about my past you know and all this stuff instead of um it's like being in the moment and i could tell that i wasn't in the moment because um of how i performed you know um I snuck it to the finals on my last jump, and then in the finals, I um, um, I snuck it to sixth place on my last jump. So it was just a lot of um, a lot of built up emotions, really. But um, I did the best I could, and 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 overall, I'm just thankful that I was able to get there in the first place. You know. I appreciate you sharing that, man. And um, I mean, I always think as, you know, as difficult as that situation was, I mean, that was a learning experience for you when I guess when it comes yeah. to the biggest stage. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to you performing, um, man, what's the, what's the best part about what you do? It's just going, um, it's just going out there and, and having fun, you know, um, Having fun doing something that I love and I dedicate my all to every single day, you know, it's like having a family. You know, you have to have to love your family. You have to, um, um, you know, spend time with your family and stuff like that. So it, it, I mean, I treat my sport as, I mean, it is a job, um, but at the same time. I know that I have to love it, and and in order to love something, you have to dedicate a lot of time, and and it's definitely something that you got to have a passion for. You just can't go out there, you know, um, and just do it for the money, you know, or um, or just go out there and try to force yourself to do it. You know, you have to love it, and and again, to get paid to do something that. I love and and do effortlessly. You know, it's 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 a blessing to me. Yeah. With um, so I don't know how many listeners here are actually following Triple Jump real religiously, right? Yeah. I mean, after after you're on this show, they will be, of course, right? But I guess my question is this, man: when it comes to you actually competing, um, talk about the mental toughness piece of of 
of what you do? Um, it's pretty, it's pretty mentally tough because you have to perform on that day, you know, and and if you don't have it all that day, you can really, you know, go out there and and um, and get your feelings hurt, you know. So you have to just learn how to stay in the moment. You, um, you can't get wrapped up in in the crowd too much. Or you know, or um, or if you're having problems outside of it, you can't be thinking about that. You have to learn how to stay in the moment, and I think that applies to life in general. You know, um, um, it's like you can't be focused on the past and expect to expect to get far in your future. You know, because uh, it's like the past can hold you back from a lot, and and. I can't say that it's it is mentally tough because again of the fact that all the things that I've been through. I mean, I've been through a lot, so it's like my mental is strong because of it, and that's why I just push myself to the best to be the best that I can, you know. Um, and I don't let my my failure stop me, you know. So I think all that plays a lot when it comes to the mental game of it. Yeah. If um if we're just talking about the sport specifically, when it comes to that day, what's what's most important for you? Like, what were you just have a couple cues that you focus on, or you just focus on where you're gonna uh, land? Is it arms? Like, what's what's the cues for you? Um, like I said before, um, I'll say back when I first turned pro, I wasn't there mentally. I was just trying to force everything, you know, and as I got older, um, I found out that you have, um, it's like you have to tune in mentally. You know, what, and what do you mean by you just tried to like force everything? What do you mean by that? Um, it, it's like I will force myself to get into it. Um, it's like I will force myself to try to get the crowd to get me hype instead of, again, it's like tuning into what I need to do and not worry about other jumpers or the crowd and just tune everything out and just act like I'm at practice. You know, because I mean, you you perform how you practice, but it's like when you try to force something, it doesn't click. You know, so I learned to just you know just relax and and just tune everything out and just focus on what um, um Donald has to do that day instead of worrying about everybody else and what they're jumping and and who's going to this meet and who's not. You know. All that stuff. So all that um, external noise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And um, I mean, do you feel like having a routine helps you get into that into that zone into that flow space? Yes, it does. Um, um, it's like my routine. You know, I do this. I do the same warm up I've been doing for the past like three years now. Um, um, I have my regimen here. At home, when I go to the chiropractor, um, 
it's our physical therapist, the gym, you know, so it's like everything just a constant uh, regimen, you know, that I have to keep following or, um, or even adding new things too that can help me, you know? So I've always noticed, man, that, uh, the successful pros that, uh, that I've been fortunate to watch or work with, that they're obsessed, obsessed with the stuff that they can control. Um, can you, can you talk about that? I mean, is there an obsession piece that comes to controlling what you can't control? Because I think a lot of times, I mean, we just get so focused on the outcome that we lose touch with what we can't control. But can you address that? Yeah. Um, uh, it's, it's, it's something that can really um, – it's something that can really start to bug you because of the fact that you know that you can't control it. Although you're trying to, um, like trying your best to, you know, take over the situation, but I mean, again, you can't, you can't focus on it. Uh, you just gotta tune it out the best way you can, and just continue to, um, continue to follow your own process, um, and not try to break it at all, or just worry about, okay. I have to make this happen, but how I'm going to make it happen? You just got to let it go, and eventually it will happen. Again, it's like forcing it. You can't force it, you know. Um, you just got to let some things happen naturally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I love that, man. I mean, do you think the then your faith really helps you do that? Yes, you got to have faith. You got to have faith then everything because without faith you know there's no dream you know you have to uh, it's like you always got to fight for your goals you got to set those goals you got to take the small steps and not try to um it's like get to that goal as fast as you can you have to enjoy the process you know for it and um faith is is something that everybody needs to keep pushing through Again, because if you let something hold you back over and over, that's when you lose faith, and then and then it's like, what do you have? So it's like you got to keep that faith high, hopes high, dreams high, goals high, all of that good stuff. Yeah. I, mean, I love that, man. I, I wanted to ask you one more question here. It's um, when it comes to the actual, like, jump about what you're doing, the triple jump, what's – uh. What's that feel like to, to jump 53 feet and to, and to be in the air like that? I mean, what's that experience like? It's, uh, I mean, it, it's, it's pretty natural to me because I do it over and over and over. But I can say if you rush it, if you force it, it can hurt. <laughs> it can hurt and you will not get as far. Um, it's like a triple jump is one of the most um, technical events there is. And you have to break each phase down and then put it together into one, you know. Um, I know before, um, um, it, it back in college, I was just a power jumper. You know, I didn't have, I mean, I had speed, but... 
I couldn't control that speed. Um, I was just powering through my jumps and forcing my jumps, you know? And then now that I'm learning how to be more technical and handling my speed, um, you know, things are starting to happen more. Because um, I've been watching these guys I'm competing with. Um, it's like when I was in high school, you know, the Christian Taylor, Will Clay, you know, all those guys, I've, I grew up watching them. And to be competing against them now, it's like it's a it's a dream come true and um and again a triple jump is 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 an event that you have to be patient with um it's like you got to be patient in your phases um because if you're not again you won't um you can't maximize your jump you know um i treat it as a slow dance in the air you know it's all speed once you hit that board and then it's just a slow dance in the air that you got to time perfectly to hit that ground and keep it going. You know, because if you get out in front of yourself, you can crash and just lose your rhythm. You know, it's a it's a it's a nice slow rhythm, yeah. you know, slow, so, slow dance in the air, man, dude. I like yeah. that one. That's really good. Slow dance in the air. Yeah. Talk talk to us, man, about um, what uh, the goals coming up for you, man. What are, what are the goals we have set? Well, my goals are to keep doing what I'm doing, you know. Um, I, um, I can't break something to try to accomplish anything, you know. Um, I mean, of course, my goal is to make the Olympics. Um, but in order to get to that point, I just have to continue, to, um, continue my process that I'm going through, you know. Um, and, and I'm healthy. Um, I'm even more motivated, you know. Um, and I know that trials is going to be an awesome day, you know. Um, and my family's going to go. You know, my little girl will be there, you know. So, again, I just got to tune in on that day and enjoy the moment and stick to what Donald has to do. Yeah. It's awesome, man. Slow dance that day, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love it, man. I love it. Um, we're um... – where can people uh, follow you and follow your journey? Because uh, I mean, we're all gonna be rooting for you, and I love how that you got that process mentality that's that's dialed in, man. But where where can people follow you, learn more about you? Uh, I guess you guys can follow me on my Instagram at um um on my handle is Donald Scott underscore LL, um, and also that's my same uh, Twitter handle too. So um, if you guys just follow my social media, I stay updated on everything. And okay. And post videos and stuff like that too. And I'll uh, I'll be I'll be posting those links as well. Okay. One last question for you, man. Um, what uh, what should I be asking that that I'm not asking? Hmm. What should you be asking that you're not asking? Uh, huh. That's a tough one. Because I believe we talked about everything, <laughs> or everything that I wanted to you know, put out there for the people to understand and hear my story and journey, you know. Um, There's somebody listening to this for the first time that you need to help them. They need that inspiration. They need that confidence. They need that faith. What, what, can, what can you share? I can share that no matter what you are, um, it's like what you are going through, what you have gone through, it's like use that and channel that energy into pushing to where you want to be in life. You know, um, because without, 
without that, um, it's like you have no dream. You know, so you have to set your goals high and take the proper steps, even if you take a thousand steps back. Just keep going. And you have to, um, you basically have to learn how to enjoy the process. You know, enjoy your own journey. You know, you can't get motive, um, you can't get too wrapped up in other people, you know, um, um, journey. You know, um, you have to learn how to stay in yours, you know, because that can, I can set you back to trying to live another person's life or, or wanting to be, you know, like another person because hey, everybody's different, everybody's story different. You just got to live yours and, um, and make the best of it. Don Scott, man, thank you so much for rocking, man. I really appreciate you joining us, buddy. Uh, thank you. It's a pleasure. Thank you for listening to the Mental Toughness Podcast. If you like what you heard today, please be sure to subscribe to our podcast. You can also check us out on Twitter at Dr. Rob Bell or visit our website at drrobbell.com.